Welcome to Broadcast 1132. You can join us live every Sunday during our worship experience or at church1132.com. Today, I'm going to be talking about the heart of worship. The heart of worship. Watch out. The worship pastor is going to be talking about worship. So who knows what's going to be happening. The heart of worship. And my title of this message today is my personal playlist. My personal playlist. And I love this concept because whether you hear it or not, whether you believe it or not, your life is amplifying a message. Your life is amplifying a message to your kids, to your spouse, to your family, to your coworkers. Your life is amplifying a message, and what is that message? If, if you would pick a song, what would be, what would be your greatest hit? <laughs> what, what, what is the song that's the Hot 100 on, 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 your, on your life? What is, what is the song that's constantly on repeat? Is it a song of hope, or is it a song of worry? Is it a song of peace or is it a song of anxiety? Is it a song of depression and negativity and anger and resentment? Or is it a song that Jesus is on the throne? What is your song? And, and you know, 1132 Music, uh, we're excited. We're actually going to be releasing an album this year. Hello. It's going to be exciting. Come on. It's one of the risks uh, of our church. And I'm excited. And, and let's just say, let's just say, song number six is going to be your life. Let's say we recorded the past 24 hours of your life. And we recorded it. And we put it in the studio. What would be the message? Ooh, <laughs> that's a little scary. <laughs> well, what would be the message? What would be said? What would be the content that's been recorded because I believe that worship is, is not just a song as, as, love, as much as I love singing songs. Worship is more than just the songs that we sing here, but it's actually how we live every single day. Worship is a lifestyle. Worship is a lifestyle. See, the thing is, is that Jesus talks about true worship. I love this passage in John chapter 4, verse 23. We're going to look at this passage here, and this is Jesus defining what worship is, what true worship is, and what it does for us. And so let's read in verse 23, and it says, Yet a, yet a time is coming and has now. Somebody say now. Now. Now means now. I love that. Has now come when true worshipers, true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth, I love that. For those are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. I love this passage because Jesus is actually talking to a Samaritan woman at this, at this particular story in this chapter. And he's talking to a, a woman who is an outcast who is shamed, who has guilt and shame, and, and she's coming out to this well in the middle of the day. Now, I've been to India because I'm half Indian, and it's hot over there, but in the Middle East at noon is hot. I think about it. Like, why would you be coming when no one else would be? She's desperate. She, she's out in the middle of the day getting water. And if you, if you don't know this, but the Jewish people and Samaritans, they hated one another. And here's Jesus right in the middle of a racial divide saying, I want to talk to you. I want to talk to you. And why are they talking about worship of all things? Why are they talking about songs and hymns? Why would they talk about that? It's just because Jesus knew 
Jesus knew that worship will affect the direction and the quality of your life. And so Jesus says, hey, true worship is worshiping in spirit and in truth. Well, in 2 Corinthians, it says, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And in John 8, it says, the truth shall set you free. So true worship brings freedom. Whoa. Whoa, so it's more than just a song. Jesus is giving the antidote of freedom to this woman who is desperately in need of something more. But then Jesus goes on and says, hey, no, 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 listen. That, that this is the kind of worship that the Father seeks. Did you know that the Father is seeking worship? He's, it says in, in Scripture that he inhabits the praises of his people. He inhabits your praise. I don't know about you, but there's times where I'm stressed out of my mind. And I just turn on music. I turn on the worship. And I start beginning to sense a peace that surpasses understanding. All of a sudden, I, I can remember uh, Chris and I, our first year of marriage, we're, we're, we're decorating our first apartment. And, uh, you know, that, that can be a little bit stressful, right? You know, I had my opinion. She had hers. And we we're just kind of arguing. And I'm like, man, hey, hey, well, let's just pause. Let's just turn on some worship. <laughs> I'll tell you, it worked. It was like, wow, wow, there's some peace here. But worship shifts the atmosphere. It does. And so, but Jesus says it's the kind of worship. I want to focus on that word kind. Why would Jesus say kind? Now, see, the thing is with Jesus, the red letters are important, right? Every single word that Jesus said was intentional. So why would he say the kind of worship? That means that there's different kinds of worship. Now, if there's a true worship, that must mean that there is a false worship, right? If there's a true worship and there's different kinds, that must be a false worship. So what is worship? Now, there's tons of different definitions of what worship is, but this one for sure is my favorite, and they have this up on the screen. It says, worship is our response to what we value the most. As a result, it determines our actions. It becomes the driving force, the driving force of all that we do. This is more than just a song. It's what we value the most. It's what we put for, on the forefront of our minds, on the throne of our lives. So why, so why does worship matter? Why, why does it matter? I mean, this is all great facts. This is good. But why does it matter? Well, it matters to God, so it should matter to us. And honestly, if you think about it, is that it matters to God. That's why the enemy is so adamant about stealing your sound. That's why he's so adamant about stealing your worship. Because he's out of a job. That used to be his old job. He's, he's, he's adamant about stealing or shifting your worship. And so how does it apply to me? Well, honestly, worship you, what you worship, you become. What you worship is, is, is what you become. I'll explain is this, that whatever you worship, you, you become obsessed with. It becomes the forefront of your mind. And whatever you're obsessed with, you imitate. And whatever you imitate, you become. So worship, what you worship is what you become. Worship is so important because I, I think this is important for us to know that our attention aims our affection. Our attention aims our affection. And so what is the soundtrack of your life? What is the soundtrack of your life? What are you amplifying? What is the message that, that, that you're sending out? Because it's not necessarily on whether you're going to worship or not. 
It's, it's really the big question is, will your worship be spent on what matters most? Will your worship be spent on what matters most? Because everybody worships something. So everybody has something on the throne. And what are you worshiping? And will it be spent on what matters most? And see, I, I love music. I, I do. I love music. Ever since I was a little kid, my mom has these pictures of me with, like, these, these drumsticks and pots and pans and me screaming out. And then also, like, a plastic microphone and with a big old mouth yelling. I'm like, ah, you know. And it's funny. It's just, like, as a little kid, I'm like, that's, that's pretty ironic that, uh, that that all worked out pretty nicely. Uh, but but it's, it's funny. I love music. Music moves you. It does, and it, it motivates you. It, it inspires you. It's beautiful. It really is, and, and I love this time of year, 4th of July, where we have fireworks. You know, there's fireworks last night in Allen, and it was amazing, and I love, I love fireworks, food, and fun, and family. I mean, it's just like, I love it. I love it all. I love it all, uh, and, uh, but I'll be honest. It's one of my favorite holidays because I get a little emotional sometimes. You know, when, when, when you see the fireworks and you hear the national anthem and God bless America, there's just something that moves you. I mean, even, even I'm proud to be American. I am proud to be an American. I don't know. I get a little emotional about that. I'm like, it is. It's moving. It really is. And uh, I, I, think about, I think about the price that was paid for us to be free. The men and women that fought dearly for us for, for freedom. And I start to think about the old wars back in the day, the Revolutionary Wars, where they would, they would fight for, for, till the death for freedom. But then I remember that they would actually have musicians on the battlefield. And I'm like, why, why would you do that? <laughs> I mean, I know musicians kind of have a bad rap, but, uh, you know, uh, we're not known for our physical activity. You know what I mean? So we got to stay in our lane. You know what I mean? Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. But, uh, but why would you have a flute player and a snare drummer, like, on, on, on the battlefield? Like, why would you do that? But I started to think is that, honestly, music motivated the men to move forward. That worship was actually a weapon. That worship was actually a weapon, and they knew that there was something greater, that when the, when the sound of the land, when the sound of country started to play, that it inspired the men to keep pressing through enemy lines and to keep fighting even to the death. I mean, I, I can think of the old movie, uh, The Patriot. I, I don't recommend it. It's super violent. But, but I, I think about Mel Gibson in that scene where he had the flag, and he's, like, waving it. He's like, come on. And I'm like, that's awesome. Epic. You know, amazing. But it inspired you to move forward. I wonder if, if the men saw the flag advancing, they knew that, hey, it's time to press on. It's time to keep on going. Worship is a weapon. And, and I started to think about this is that, when you're in the battle of your life, what is being amplified? When you're in the battle of your life, what is, being, what is the banner that's being elevated in your life? What is your life sounding like in the battle of your life? And today I want to look at a passage of Scripture. It's a story of Paul and Silas. Paul and Silas, and it's in Acts 16, verse 22. And, and, and these two men are, are amazing, mighty men of God who are doing the right thing. They're seeing salvation in, in, in the city. They're seeing breakthrough and healing and God, mighty working power of God. And they find themselves in a, in a bad place. And they find themselves in a bad place. And here we are. We pick up in verse 22 and it says, the crowd joined the attack against Paul and Silas. 
whole crowd against two guys. That's, that's not good odds right there. And the, and the magistrates ordered them to be stripped and beaten with rods. And after they've been severely flogged, hold up. So they've been beaten with rods, stripped and flogged. That is not a good day. That is not a good day. They were thrown into prison, and the jailer was commanded to guard them carefully. Now, why would the, why would the jailer be commanded to guard them carefully? Because they knew that they had something powerful from within. They knew that there was something powerful about these two guys that was greater than their ability. That they were pulling something greater than themselves. They knew that. And so it was when he received the orders, he put them in the inner cell and fastened their feet and in stocks. They fastened their feet in stocks. Have you ever found yourself doing something right? But ended up in the wrong place. But I love this. In verse 25, it says, about midnight. I love that word, midnight. I love that word, midnight, because that is the shift between a.m. and p.m. That is the shift between your darkest night into the morning. That is the shift. And so at midnight, something happened. I wonder what would happen at your midnight hour. Your darkest hour, there can be a shift that happens from morning into night. And here we are. We see Paul and Silas. We're praying and singing hymns to God. And the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was such a violent earthquake and the foundations of the prison were shaken. I love that. All at once, all, all the prison doors flew open. All the prison doors flew open. All of them did. And everyone, somebody say everyone, everyone's chains came loose. Let the chains loose. Oh, I love that. Come on. I wonder what would happen today. If we lifted up our voice and we saw chains break loose today. Because God can do it. Because God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And in this moment, this could be your moment. When we lift up the name of Jesus and the ground begins to shake. And who knows what can happen. Because God is able. Amen? Amen. I love that. Today, I'm going to give you very quickly a playlist for your praise. A playlist for your praise. Are you ready? Number one, praise is perspective. Praise is perspective because if you can't see right, you cannot be right. If you, if you can't see right, you can't be right. What is your view on God? That's probably one of the most important things of what you think about when you think about God. When, when you see him, see the thing is a lot of times we operate in our feelings. Well, I don't feel like worshiping today. I really don't, you know, it's like, I, I don't feel like, oh, that's not my song. Oh, the lights are in my face. Oh, God. you know what I mean? Like, I don't feel it. I'm not feeling it. Now, the thing is, is that so many times we have to operate not in feeling, but in faith. Amen? Not in feeling, but in faith and knowing that, you know what? Worship is my weapon in my weakness. Worship is my weapon in my weakness. The thing is, so many times, uh, you know, praise is a preference, but it, praise has to be a priority over your preference. Psalms 34 says, I will praise at all times, at all times. But I love the message because it kind of gives you a, a new twist on it. And it says, I bless God every chance I get. I love that. Every chance, in the good times, in the bad times, every chance I get, my lungs expand with praise. I live and breathe God. If things aren't going well, here is this, and be happy. Join in spreading the news together. Let's get the word out. God met me more than halfway. He freed me from my anxieties and fears. Look at him, or, or look at him. Give him your warmest smile. Never hide your feelings. You know, never hide your feelings. 
God wants to hear your feelings. God wants to hear your feelings and how you feel. I think there's something powerful when we're transparent and we're real with God and saying, hey, this is my pain. This is what I'm going through. I mean, you look at all throughout Psalms. I mean, that's what David did. And I love that. It says, never hide your feelings to him. When I was desperate, I called out. And God got me out of a tight spot. God's angels set up a circle of protection around us while we pray. Open your mouth. Open your mouth. Taste. Open your eyes and see. I love this. This week at YFN, uh, Pastor Josh Carter said this, is that I've never seen a person eat with a closed mouth. I've never seen a person eat with a closed mouth. And the thing is, is I wonder what would happen if we opened up our mouths and gave praise to God. I think something would shift in your life. And see how good he is. Blessed are those who run with him. And this is everything right here on verse 9. Worship God if you want the best. Worship God if you want the best. Worship opens doors to all his goodness. Worship opens doors to all his goodness. So when you're in a battle, I wonder what would happen when you use worship as a weapon. It will open doors of his goodness in your life, and maybe you're like, well, maybe I've, I've been beaten. I've been chained up by life, like Paul and Silas. I mean, can you imagine? They're beaten, and they're bruised, they're bleeding, and they're, they're, they're in this, this hole of, of a cell, and, and praise would not be the preference. It'd be complaining. It'd be like, God, where are you? Somebody just got healed. We were doing all these amazing things. What, what is going on? They knew. They knew that worship was a weapon, and that was their playlist. That was the anthem. That was uh, amplifying praise in, in their life. Praise is perspective number two. Praise is powerful. Praise is powerful. You, you look all throughout Scripture, and you look at the move of God was connected to a sound. In the very beginning, it says, let there be light, and there was light. And I believe that God can bring light in your darkest days. Amen? God can bring light in your darkest of days. In one moment, God can shift something. But see, the thing is, is that just like creation was uniquely created to make a sound, we should be created to make a sound. Did you know every raindrop sounds different because of the salt, salt content? Did you know that every wave sounds different? Every snowflake, when it falls down, it sounds different. We were created to make a sound. So what sound are you making? What, what's, what's your greatest hit? What is the song that's on repeat, that's going on? What is being amplified to your kids, to your spouse, to your family members? What is being amplified in your life? See, in the darkest night, that's when our praise needs to be at its loudest. See, Paul and Silas, they knew that they needed to operate in a power that was greater than themselves. I love this quote by Pastor Stephen Furtick, and it says, Are you going to let your chains break your praise? Or your praise break your chains? Are you going to let your chains break your praise? Or your praise break your chains? Are you going to let the circumstances of life hit you and snuff out the praise and snuff out the sound? Or are you going to buck against life and buck against what's going on in opposition and say, I will praise you in the good times. I will praise you in the hard times. I will praise you every chance I get. I will praise you. There's something powerful when we praise the Lord. You know, I'll be honest. I mean, 
I've, I've been leading worship here for almost 10 years now, and, it, and it's, it's been an amazing privilege. But I, I would be lying to you to tell you that every, every Sunday, every Wednesday, every Thursday, every Tuesday, or whatever it was, I'm like jazzed. You know, I'm like, let's go. You know, I mean, I, I, and I'll be really honest. There was times where I, I, I was walking through pain. There was times where I doubted my ability. There was times where I just, I felt like I'm not worthy even to be stepping on this platform. There was times where, where I doubted God. I'm like, God, are you there? Are you real? And I remember there was a time where uh, it was a Sunday. I got a call from my grandmother, my abuelita. She, I'm half Colombian, and she calls me. And anytime you know, you get a call at 5 a.m., it's never really good. And she called me, and she said, hey, your abuelito, my grandfather, he passed away. And you need to call your mom right now and let her know. Well, can you call her? <laughs> like, like, okay. Um, so I called my mom, and I told her that her father passed away, and I'm crying on the phone. She's crying on the phone, and I'm like, God, on a Sunday, on a Sunday, I gotta, I gotta open up the service, and be like, Hey, let's give a shout of praise, you know? <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> like, come on, <laughs> like, I got, I really on a Sunday. On a Sunday, and I'm crying, and I'm, I'm getting in the car, and I'm like, man, I can't believe this has happened. I, it's not fair for my mom. I got angry. I was like, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. I'm getting to the church, and I'm, I'm just a wreck. And I'm trying to pull it together, and the band's all around, and we're praying together, and I just start bawling. I, I can't do it. I can't, I can't just lie and say everything's fine. I'm like, no, listen, my grandfather died, and I wasn't there, and he died alone. And it's just not fair. And I, I, I don't know. And so I started crying. And, and uh, the band that came around me, that prayed over me, and they're like, hey, you know what? Today, let's, let's, just, let's just worship for ourselves. Let's worship for ourselves. And, and I'll tell you what. This, that Sunday, I remember, I remember it was one of the most powerful moments in worship. It wasn't based on the set. It wasn't based on the song. It wasn't based on the sound. It wasn't based on anything except that it was so personal for me. Because all of a sudden, I'm pressing past what, what was going on. And I'm fixing my eyes, turning my eyes upon Jesus, and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and his grace. And all of a sudden, there was a power that came in me where I'm like, it's not out of my ability, but his ability that I'm leaning on him. Now, no matter what storm hits my life, I will not be shaken. I will not be shaken because my God is faithful. It was power in that. And, and I'll be honest, it, I wasn't always that way. It wasn't always that way. I, 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 remember, I remember a time in my life, I was a sophomore in college, and uh, one, of, one of our family members, he got really sick. And we were praying, we are praying for healing and restoration. And my mom, she was on her knees every single day, praying, 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 praying. Every single day, praying, praying, praying. And how do you know the hope deferred makes the heart sick? She's praying, praying, praying. And I'm praying, praying, and I'm starting to lose hope a little bit. And... Instead of getting better in the process, I became bitter in the process. And then all of a sudden, I, I realized that, you know what, like this is, I, 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 my praise started to shift because my perspective started to shift onto my pain and onto my problems and, and why, why, why God, and God became smaller and smaller and smaller. My problems became greater and greater and greater. And I, I just let God, and then all of a sudden, I'm questioning God's power. And then all of a sudden, God didn't really become personal for me anymore. I became bitter. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to take a break. Because, God, you're taking a break on me. I'm going to take a break on you. And you know that's never a really good idea. 
It, it really isn't. And, um, and so I'm just being transparent, if that's okay, if that's okay. I, so, so, I, so basically, I found myself like the woman at the well who was filling the void in her life and, and trying to desperately fill that void in her life with things of this world. And so I found myself behind a bottle and drinking alcohol and partying and, and that whole scene, wanting acceptance and the whole thing. And, and I found myself going deeper and deeper into a hole where I was completely empty and broken completely empty and broken, and I realized that, man, my, 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 my shift and my perspective, I, I, I became to drift further and further from my purpose, because God called me into ministry at a young age, at a young age, God's called me into ministry at a young age, and I, I found myself way over here, way over here, and I'm like, God, what, 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 what is happening? I found myself, Paul and Silas, bound and chained, I'm like, God, what is happening in my life? And I knew that I needed breakthrough. I needed something. I needed something. And I took a step. I was like, God, I, I, I'm going to take a step towards you. I found myself in a small little Baptist church with the pews. They were doing a Celebrate Recovery program. And I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to get past my pride and I'm going to go in. And I felt so much shame and condemnation. I'm like, man, I can't believe I'm in here. Like I, but all of a sudden I felt so accepted because I was in the company of broken people. And I was completely broken. And so this worship leader started to sing, and he sang this hymn. And I'm sitting here in this pew, and I think many of us here could be finding themselves where completely desperate for more. You find yourself in this seat, in the same place of like, I'm broken, I'm chained, I need something more. And this worship leader started to sing, because he lives, I can face tomorrow. And he's saying, and I'm going to sing it over you guys as he's saying it over me. And he's saying, because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know he holds my future and life is worth the living just because he lives. Let's sing it together. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow because he lives all fear is gone because I know he holds my future and life is worth the living just because he lives. My life is worth the living just because he lives. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he holds my future. 
No matter what comes my way, I know that he's on the throne. That he's on the throne. And he's more than able. He's more than able. And today, I don't know what you're going through. Today, I don't know what battles are hitting you. But one thing I know is that God is faithful. And so it's interesting because, you know, God didn't heal right there in that moment. But God did heal. He did restore my family. He gave me a hope. He gave me a purpose. He gave me a future. And all of a sudden, just this fire burned in me. I said, you know what? I'm not going to be shaken. I know my purpose. I want my life at the end of the day. At the end of the day, go to my funeral. At the end of the day, I want to be known for a worshiper. That would love God in the good times and in the bad times. I want to be known for a man of God that would amplify the message of hope of Jesus. That Jesus is real. That Jesus is alive. That Jesus heals. That Jesus restores. That Jesus can bring peace. Can bring strength. That my God is able. He's more than able. He's more than able. One of my favorite, my favorite worshipers, my favorite people in the Bible, and my favorite person in the Bible is David. He was a worship warrior. He used worship as his weapon. And I love this passage of Scripture, Psalms 40. And every time I read it, I, I get a little bit emotional because it's exactly what we're talking about right here. And it says, I waited patiently for the Lord. How many of us have been waiting and waiting and waiting? When deliverance is delayed, I'm waiting and I'm waiting on the Lord. But he turned to me and he heard my cry. I wasn't silent. I was crying out. He heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud, out of the mire, and he set my feet on a rock. He gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song. Oh, I love that. A new song. So what was the song before? No longer a song of depression, but a song of peace. No longer a song of anger, but a song of hope. No longer as a song of weariness, but a song of joy. A new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many, 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 many will see and fear the Lord and put their trust in him. I look at Paul and Silas because the change just didn't break for them. The chains broke for all the prisoners that were in there. And all the doors went wide open. Wide open. I'm telling that you, your praise is not just for you. It's for your environment. You are on assignment that your life will be amplified to share the message of Jesus. The message of hope. When people start praising God, walls start coming down. When people start praising God, battles are won. When people start praising God, chains start to break. There's power in praise. What does your life sound like? What is your song? 
what is on repeat. Just like Jesus was saying what true worship was. To worship in spirit and in truth, which is freedom. True worship is freedom. You'll get freedom when we worship. And today, in just a moment, both here in Allen and in Wiley, we're going to have a time of response. Just a little bit of extra time. Because this is how I love to worship. A little bit of extra time to respond to who he is and what he's done in our life. And just to finish up here is that praise is perspective. It's seeing him right. For who he is, but maybe, maybe we don't see ourselves for who we are. Did you know that you're worth Jesus to God? You're worth Jesus to God. Jesus was like, I will pay it all for you. God's like, I will send my son for you. You are worth Jesus to God. You are priceless. You are a priceless possession. I remember I was leading worship at this small little church in Bells, Texas. It was Bells, Texas. And I was worshiping. I was going hard like I would always go hard. And I'm like, man, it's not going well. Uh, it's like a church of about 20 people. And, and this elderly lady came up to me. And she's been in, in Bells, Texas her whole life. And she's like, I've never seen someone smile so much in worship in all my days. I've never seen. I don't know why that hit me. And I said, well, ma'am, thank you so much. She's a sweet lady, sweet lady. I've never seen someone smile so much in worship. I said, thank you so much. I smile because Jesus saved me. I smile because he restored me. I smile because he picked me up and he put me on a firm foundation. That's why I smile. That's why I sing praise his power operating in him. Many of us here are carrying the weight of the world. You're, you barely walked in here. I'm telling you, it's time to cast your cares onto the Lord. Cast your cares onto the Lord. And praise is personal. It's trusting him in the good times and in the bad times. Trusting in him. Today could be your moment. Did you know today could be the best day of your life. Today, you can be free. Today, I don't know, I don't know why, I don't know how to explain it, but I've seen so many worship services where people are set free in the, in, in the atmosphere of worship, in the atmosphere where the faith is charged. I'm telling you, today can be your moment if you just take a step. If you just take a step and really realize that, man, God is who he says he is. And so I'm just going to take a tiny step. I'm going to take a tiny step towards Jesus. And today, we're going to do that today. Thanks for listening. You can find out more about us at church1132.com.